0: phone check one two what is this you're now listening to a brand new episode of the play big faster podcast look what you didn't started talk to him. attorney high performance coach and speaker sheree prince asks hard questions to really get to the bottom of what makes entrepreneurs tick from starting a business marketing strategies and the ins and outs of their industries we talk everything from book recommendations lifestyle hacks and everything possible to get you inspired and motivated to build your own business the play big faster podcast starts now let's go
1: Welcome to another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. I'm joined today by author Michelle Dardis. Michelle, thank you for joining us. How are you doing?
2: I'm doing all right. How are you? Doing great. Doing
1: great. Now, today is going to be very interesting for our subscribers. Um, your book is a little bit different than what we normally have on the podcast, but nonetheless, it's an excellent literary work. And I just want you to come and tell our subscribers about how you, you know, what your author journey is look like and um, when you started writing
2: books? Well, Indianapolis, Indiana is my hometown, born and raised. Um, I did move away to Michigan for a little while, but I've been back here since 2016. Family brought me back here. But my journey started when I was a kid. Um, I had always loved writing. You know, I just didn't really know what it was about, though, when I was, you know, say four or five, six, seven. I just remember writing on pretty much anything and everything. My mother would catch me writing on furniture, writing on the sheets. Um, and then she would even sometimes say that uh if you stay still long enough, Michelle will write on you. <laughs> and uh so it's always been kind of. Kind of yeah, budding uh, within me, I think. Um, And I didn't know back then I would become a writer, but I knew I loved to write. I knew I loved words. And so as I grew up, uh, life just you know took on a life of itself. Of course, it was, and I had ended up having a daughter at uh, 18. Well, the night before I turned 18, she'll be 35 in December now and only had that one. Um, So motherhood came as a surprise at 17. But then when she got to um, grade school, I, I would say she was probably in third or fourth grade. It was like a voice spoke to me, and it was like, Michelle, it's time for you to write. So I had no idea what I was gonna write about, no ideas in mind, nothing written down or anything like that. I just went over to the computer and started writing. And the story that I came up with at that, that first session was about six to seven pages. Uh, I came up with, a, you know, my protagonist, Cleo, on her journey in life, you know, with love, family, relationships, friendships, and all those different things. And then as the story materialized even further, I started putting some of my own life you know, experiences in it. And I realized that um, um, her journey was something like mine. From there, uh, you know, I was working full time, raising my daughters as a single parent with the help help of my parents. Uh, so without them, I couldn't have done it. School had always been a passion of mine too. So I first enrolled in community college, at uh, Ivy Tech State College. It was called back then. Now it's called Ivy Tech Community College. I finished there in '96 in, uh, with the Human Services um, Associate Degree, but obviously I couldn't get, couldn't get very far with that um, two-year degree. So I enrolled in a four-year program for social work at um, what we call IEPUI, which is in um, Indiana University, Purdue University at Indianapolis. That's what that acronym means. So I started taking courses, but working full time um, in the field of social services, done several different things with mental health, developmental disabilities, et cetera, case management, Uh, mostly working with people with developmental disabilities and mental health issues um, is the majority of my background. And so, you know, raising my daughter as a single parent, her father and I had already split, you know, went our separate ways. So going back to the story about Cleo, back then I didn't have a title. I just called it Cleo. And then sometimes, you know, I would pick it up, put it down, pick it up, put it down for uh, over 20 years. I did this, um, just adding to the story as I could, you know, in between working full time, raising my daughter as a single mom, and of course, attending college. Um, From there, I just um, wasn't sure how soon I would finish, but I knew I would at some point. About 2015, I wrote a, uh, or I submitted an excerpt of it to uh, forharriet.com and it was accepted and published on that site. So even back then, I thought I would be done, you know, within a year or so. That didn't happen. <laughs> so life continued to go on. You know, people knew I had started this story. I got tired of talking about it and, and you know, picking it up, putting it down. I finally found an editor. Uh, well, I dealt with Different folks, you know, over time. Over time, but it was one main editor out of uh, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, that I worked with. They helped me uh, bring it to fruition. Um, helped me on that journey, and I learned a lot from her. And then, look at see, twenty twenty one showed up, and I still wasn't done. And so I just made myself kind of just settle down that particular year. Um, especially over the summer, instead of being out, hanging out with friends and family, I sat in front of my computer, along with pursuing a PhD program as well. I forgot to throw that in. I started that pro- my program in 2018. Pursuing a PhD was something I always wanted to do as well. Over a decade ago, I looked into it and the, the cost scared me. So I you know, put it to the side. I tried to do uh, like an assistant, assistantship, stuff like that, and, and to pursue that because I wanted to be the first in my family to achieve uh, a PhD degree. But that you know, didn't happen. So time went on again. I was like, Michelle, just do it. You know, you want to do it, just don't even think about the cost so you can get it done. I quit working full time so I could focus on school. And by this time, my father um, had, had, had been sick over um, some years ago, and then he started asking to come home. He had a stroke and, and, and several other health issues. So, long story short, I figured out how to get him home, and my parents, you know, even though they were still married, they weren't together. So, I got him home in uh, November of 2019, right before Thanksgiving. So, I became his full-time caregiver, but I was able to get, you know, uh, personal care services set up and all that kind of stuff too. So, you know, we're here, you know, we were here at, at the house, and I'm taking care of him, pursuing the PhD, and and all that kind of stuff, and then of course still trying to finish my book. So, finally, last year. I finished it. <laughs> you no, know, uh, almost pulled my hair out, <laughs> especially when it came to the formatting part. I mean, I just I could not believe it was so it was as difficult as it was. You know it was one thing to write the story, get it all you know aligned and everything, and what I wanted to say, the message I wanted to um, give out to the world and all that kind of stuff, because uh, I do believe everyone has a story. You know, it could be about you. It could be about someone else, the world, whatever it is. I do believe everyone has a story. So I finally got it done. I did the Kindle version first because that was the easiest Um, uh, to get it up in, on Amazon.com. I decided to self-publish because uh, I did look at, you know, trying to go the other route to traditional, but because self-publishing has become so easy, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go, I'm just gonna go ahead and do that since I can just get it done instead of trying to wait on someone to accept my story. And then I finally was able to get it done and ready for the paperback version and the hardcover version too. Um, so that's it. You know, I just um finally got it done last year, but you know, life again had a way of changing things. <laughs> I was able to do a um, book signing uh, at the, uh, another, a local, another local author encouraged me to do right before Christmas last year. And I did at a um, a friend's at the time, she had a wine shop. And so she let me use her space. She also did like candle making and other things like that at her wine shop, you know, let me use her space for free. So it was you know, like the first weekend of December, I was able to do that. Um, and so for 2022, I had all kinds of plans of wanting to get out, you know, to do book festivals and things like that and do some other podcasts. This is actually my first podcast interview. So thank you very much again for having me. But then my life took a turn where it comes to family. Started losing people. Um, yeah, yeah. It Started with a cousin in late January of this year. Uh, first cousin of mine, cancer. And then a few weeks later, my mother passed unexpectedly and then yeah it was it was back it was like one person a month then my father passed um he had gotten sick again and was in the hospital and then from there went to a nursing home and i was in a rehab things like that trying to get him back home you know trying to set those services up again which you know obviously takes time so unfortunately right before right before i got the approval for his services to, to get going he passed away so, um, and that was just you no know, really totally unexpected. And then uh, a good friend, another another a good friend of mine, he passed of cancer. <laughs> and then my grandbaby's other grandmother passed at fifty one uh, unexpectedly. And then the last person to pass in my life, starting this year, was my half brother, my father's uh, firstborn child uh, from his first marriage, my brother. Alfred, we call him Skip. I called him Skip. So he ended up passing too in June. So all these deaths, back to back to back, uh, really just kind of had you know shut me down. Um, I wasn't writing, you know, to get down with this. Death. I'm in the dissertation stage, but just dealing with all this death just really you know threw me for a loop. And then of course my book, you know, not you know having the motivation to promote it, you know, get on these podcasts and you know get out and do some traveling like to book festivals and things of that nature. I wanted to do all that, but my brain was shot you know having because having to deal with so many deaths back to back something i had never had to deal with in my life until 2022
1: so tell me this how did you come up i know you said initially the title was chloe how did you come up with the title this ain't that
2: you know that's a good question um i knew i wasn't going to leave it at just cleo cleo no the protagonist her name i couldn't really even tell you i just knew it just came It just came out of, you know, in my head, just like even the story itself is, you know, fiction, you know, there are some things like, you know, I say in the beginning of of, uh, my book that, you know, are based on, you know, my own life experiences, but, you know, the majority of it is all made up in my head. It just, I guess just it just came to it, it took on it took on a life of its own I guess you can say her story and then of course her best friend Shelby you know things that she had experienced I had not experienced, experienced those things myself but I know of course just living in this you know in life I've you know seen it happen before um you know domestic abuse and things like that so it just kind of took a life of its own and I don't know just it this ain't that just came to mind I said that's it <laughs> that was it that's how I, I came up with it in my head. So what can we what can we expect from you next?
1: You have this twenty year labor of love, and so it's out going to the masses. What's your what are your what's your next project?
2: My next project is my dissertation. <laughs> That's what I have to finish. But as far as you know, my personal uh, writing, this is already a chapter two or part two in mind. Uh, when I first uh, submitted my manuscript to the um, Atlanta based editor, she's like, "It's too long." <laughs> She's like, well, you got to scale this back, you know, save it for part two or something. You know, and I learned a lot from her. Like I said, you know, it's a lot of things I just didn't know being a first time author. So I did, I scaled it back a lot because I had written a lot, you know, and a lot of different characters, other folks and other storylines and and plots and things of that nature. So she's like, save that stuff for, you know, part two. So I do plan to write a part two. I don't know if I'll keep the same title, like, you know, this ain't that part two. I'm not sure about that just yet. Uh, I also have a children's story in mind that's based on a character that I already thought of probably probably, 15 years ago, I have her name. <laughs> I just got to figure out her story and how I want to write that. And then also another story um, that's going to be based on my grandbaby. Trinity, Trinity is her name. She's five years old. And she's our miracle baby, I, I tell people, because my daughter, which is, you know, she's my only child, she was told at one time that she would never have kids because there was something going on with her reproductive system. And so they told her she would never be able to carry the term. She had one miscarriage in her early 20s. And then when I was living in Michigan, I got the call that she was pregnant, you know, with now five-year-old Trinity. So, of course, that put her, you know, she was high risk. So that's another reason why I came home. I came home to be here for my first grandbaby and, of course, for my father, too, uh, with him wanting to come home and be in his own house and all that kind of stuff. So those are the stories that I have in mind outside of the dissertation that I'll, I'll be focusing on in the next you know, coming months or up to a year.
1: So when you're not being um, a grandma and an awesome mother to your daughter, what do you do to wind down? And just, I mean, you seem like with, with school and your dissertation, what do you do for fun, Michelle?
2: I love spending time with family, my grandbaby especially, and my daughter. Friends, I love um, attending cultural events, you know, things that I can learn from museums, um, any kind of art-inspired events. Of course, in the summertime, I love to swim, I love to dance, I love to kick back and watch TV. And we talked about you know, watching Queen Sugar. And um, I recently got into Seal Team and I love that show. I don't know what it is about Seal Team, but it caught my attention and I've been stuck on it ever since. So I pretty much watch it every night. <laughs> so, yeah, those are the things I like to do in my spare time. Well, listen, before
1: we wrap up, tell us what advice would you give someone who is interested in being a first time author? They're interested in putting pen to paper and sharing ideas with others. What advice would you give them?
2: You have to stay dedicated uh, no matter what else, what else is going on in, in your life. If it takes you five years, 30 years, whatever the case may be, you, you can never give up. And, you know, a lot of times you got to put the naysayers, you know, to the side. You know, you're going to have negativity that's going to try to get you even, you know, internally or externally. So you have to really uh, stay focused on what you want to accomplish. I think everyone can accomplish whatever they want. You know, uh, it may not be to the to the hilt where you wanted to go in the end, but at least, you know, you accomplish your goal. So you have to stay dedicated. That's my main thing. You have to stay focused and dedicated. Leave all the negativity to the side.
1: Now, thank you so much for just sharing your journey with
2: us. Thank you. Thank you for having me once again.
1: This has been another episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Till next time. Thank you.
0: Do you want to start your own business? Confused about where to begin? Not sure if you can do this? I'm glad you made your way here. Cut through the confusion. I invite you to join in on the five-day Play Big Faster challenge. You'll get step-by-step guidance on how to start and scale your dream business faster. Five days perfectly structured. Build the business you've always dreamed of without spending tons of money and hiring consultants or a lot of staff. Join the challenge today at www.playbigfaster.com. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Play Big Faster podcast. Want more entrepreneurial content? I like this. Make sure to subscribe for future episodes. I've already subscribed. I just clicked on it. Don't forget to like and leave a review. Share with a friend that needs this in their life. I think you need this more than I. Oh, and make sure to follow Sheree on IG at Sheree Speaks. And remember to play big
1: faster.